This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Hi, my name's Jessica. I'm 40 years old. I'm from Toronto. And I'm here just to give my perspective as a single unmarried woman in a big city, kind of explaining that it's not the end of the world if you're not unmarried, if you're not married by 40. Life goes on and you can still live a really awesome, fulfilling life. 
I am so glad that you're here because this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And I'm sure you've struggled with in the past too, before you got to this point of really accepting who you are and, and what is happening in your, in your like relationships and your dating life. But it's something that there's so much pressure as we go mm-hmm. through our twenties, as we go through our thirties, as our friends end up doing different things than we are at different times in our lives. And so I really appreciate you not only like reaching out and, and sharing what you've been through, but also I, I really appreciate the journey that you've been on that we're going to hear about just learning to accept and love who you are and where you're at and your life. So I'm really excited for this episode. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. So to kind of start, why don't we backtrack? What was your dating life like in your 20s? Oh, well, my dating life always, um, even going back further, like high school, I didn't date. I was like that girl that never had a boyfriend, anything like that. Um, went to prom with girlfriends, that sort of thing. Universities when I really started dating and I did date there. Uh, I had a couple boyfriends in university. Uh, I, I was always of the mind. Those weren't my people. Like I, I was always never the romantic of, Oh, the first person I'm with is going to be my person. I always knew I probably was going to date around a bit more, that sort of thing. In my 20s, after university, I didn't really have a uh, significant relationship until I was probably in my later 20s. I did have a long-term relationship then for like, it was probably a year and a half. I did live with that person for a bit of it and that didn't go great (laughs) and uh, that sort of thing. And then again, I was out there dating in my early thirties, I met someone and we had a great relate or we had a great relationship until it wasn't a great relationship. We broke up. And then for years, I really thought like, that was my person. I blew it. That was supposed to be the person. And there was multiple times where we almost got back together and we didn't, but then we actually did get back together. And I kind of realized like, no, they're not my person. Like I had changed a lot in the like four or five years that we weren't together and I had grown a lot and I was a different person than I was when we first dated. And unfortunately like, that didn't work. that was about three years ago. And since then I like, I've had a lot of the three monthers, like, you know, like everyone out there. Um, unfortunately that doesn't end as you get older, you still keep having those. So yeah, I've had a lot of those. I've, always been that person that has been single more than in a relationship uh compared to my friends like all my female friends are married some have kids I'm like the last man standing kind of thing but yeah that's the situation there do you think I'm super curious about this situation where like you were together and then you broke up and almost got back together a bunch of times but didn't but then finally did do you think that you would have had that same closure of like okay I've changed this is not my person like this isn't what I thought it was and what I kind of like romanticized in my head over these last few years of like needing to get back together with him do you think you would have been able to get that clarity without actually getting back together or do you think that getting back together was what finally kind of allowed you to close that chapter in your mind. Yeah, I know everyone's like, don't get back with your ex. And I, I would agree with it, I guess, because it didn't work out. But I think it did really allow me to get that closure and for me to go, yeah, 
we've grown we're different and like he's not a bad person he's not a bad person it's just wasn't my person and there was just differences in what we wanted and like things that when we first dated um weren't a problem that became a problem later on like when we first dated I was in my early 30s and I was I was never someone who's like I want children I must have children but I was always in that mind of like yeah maybe I'll have children like that's probably something that'll happen and so when I was in my early 30s dating this person I think I thought like yeah we'll get married and have kids and then when we got back together and I was like 36 37 I was much more set on the idea of I don't want kids. Like I just really grown into this, like enjoying my own life, having different things, realizing what's important to me and just realized I didn't want kids. And I was feeling guilty about that because he said he was okay with my decision on that, but I still felt like it was going to be something that I was going to be like holding him back from that. I think maybe he did, or I think sometimes he thinks he does. Sometimes I just don't think men always understand the complete responsibility of children and the changes it's going to have in your life. And I think women can see that a bit more fully. And so I think he likes the idea of children maybe more than the actual responsibility of children. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people in that boat, but yeah, Yeah. unfortunately you don't really fully understand the responsibility until you have them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see it with my friends and it's, it's a lot like, after I hang out with like my niece or nephews or my friends, I'm like, I'm exhausted. And they're like, that was an easy day. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think in that kind of process of, of getting back together and realizing like this doesn't work, we're different people now and, and we want different things. Were there any kind of, I don't want to say like, red flags because that's not really what I'm trying to get at but like was there anything that you then were able to see in hindsight like from the first time around like okay I thought this person was everything I thought this was it but like we actually weren't as good as I thought we were like this match wasn't as perfect as I thought it was but that you weren't able to see until later on yeah like I think like, I think some of it was like, I grew a lot as a person. So I, I remember like just little specific little stories where when we first dated, he has a house, he owns a house, like great for him, especially in a big city. This is an impressive feat. And in the first time we dated, I was a renter. And I remember him saying like, well, like if we moved in together, like I have a house, like, what are you bringing? Kind of like, it, it wasn't saying it bad, really. It was just like, you know, he was bringing something. I was just coming in. Right. And then with uh, the second time around in between that time, I had bought a condo. And so it was just a different thing. Cause it was like, I really love, love my condo. And I'm very proud that like I have a business that has grown a lot since we were first together. And I bought this condo and I'm downtown and I really enjoy the life that goes with it. And I was like, I don't like his house. Like I don't want to move to that house. And I don't like the area, like just things like that, where when we first dated, oh, wow, this person has a house. Like, of course I'd want to move into that. And then it was like, I don't want to give up my place. Like I like my place better than that place. And I, I don't know, it's just like a symbol of things, I guess, in that sort of thing. And I remember the first, some of our issues were insecurities, um, on, his part a little bit. I, so I remember one time, um, the first time we were together, we were having some issues. And when we first got together, 
um, he got me into running, which was very cool, everything like that. And then there came a point where we would run together, but I had gotten faster than him. And he suddenly was like, I don't want to run with you anymore. You treat it too much like a competition. This is, this isn't fun for me anymore. And it was, it was just like a metaphor of like me. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Growing beyond him, like me passing him sort of thing. I know that might sound silly, but it was just like this metaphor to me, the running. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I've experienced that in in certain jobs that I've had. And I've even had like bosses say like, I think there's a ceiling for you here and it's not that high of a ceiling. And at some point you're not going to be happy anymore because you're not, you're not going to feel like this place is allowing you to grow. And I feel like that's exactly what happened where it's like, you weren't treating it like a competition. You weren't trying to be better, be like the winner when you like ran together, you were just you were growing, you were getting faster. And that's like what should happen. And and in a relationship, you should be able to grow together and like be proud of each other and celebrate each other's wins and each other's successes. And yeah, definitely that's like, if, if he was like trying to hold you back from that in a way or, or making it yeah. sound like it was your fault and like, you were the reason yeah. that like you guys couldn't run together anymore. Like yeah. who else well, knows second- what? Every time we were together, just things that maybe just weren't as important to me or I didn't realize, like my business had taken off a lot more in the second time. So I was a lot busier mm-hmm. and I'm an, I'm a morning person. I get up at 6am every day. I go do my workouts. Like I like to go to bed around 11, get up at six. Like that's what I like to do. And he's a sleeping person. He likes to like slow move his morning, maybe get up around nine ish. And like, he also has his own business. So he's flexible in his scheduling, get down to the office around 10. And, um, like that's very different scheduling. So then if I was following his scheduling, it just made me angry Mm -hmm. because it was disrupting my whole day. And now my whole schedule was off. And it just became like this point of like anger between us of like, you know, me wanting to put my gym time or like getting my workouts in, it's more important than spending time with him or things like that. But it was just like, we were on different paths. We were different wavelengths there. So, yeah. yeah. How come, and there's no like right or wrong answer to this, but like, how come after 
experience well wait was that when you got back together or initially that was yeah I noticed it a lot more okay when we got back okay because I guess my question is like after the first time when like after the year and a half and you broke up like what was it that made you feel like you messed up like that this was your person and you let them go when things ended the first time it was I wanted him back the whole time kind of thing and we did have sort of a toxic thing where we did keep in touch a little bit or you know Instagram or all these sorts of things and he did have he's a relationship guy like he's, he's in another relationship now. He was in like, in between the time we were together, he'd been in a couple like long-term relationship type things. Then he's a relationship guy. And he even said to me one time, he's like, I think you're too good at being single. Um, you're, you're almost too good at it. Like you're, you, you've done it too much almost. Like I, I'm just very comfortable with my own time. Um, I'm very comfortable just being by myself a little bit. Again, only child, maybe that kind of like, you know, it goes into it, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, he, he had a girlfriend and then that ended, I don't know, maybe I kind of realized it. I might've even reached out a little bit, like went like, Oh, you know, tap, tap, Mm -hmm. um, things didn't work out there. And then, you know, we would meet up, things might happen, that sort of thing. And then got back with that girlfriend that happened a couple different times. So I was like, almost the like, side piece of that not the side piece because it didn't overlap but just like the on the side girl of that and then but I was never being picked as yeah. the one and um I think that almost motivate motivated me more because I was like why are you not choosing me why am I not the one that sort of feeling um so yeah totally also you guys if you're not watching this on spotify right now jessica's dog has been like on her lap licking her face this entire time and i i'm so impressed that you're able to talk through this if barkley was doing this i would not be able to handle myself (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to be very professional you're doing so great i love it um i'm curious so like with the whole like being good at being single or like being used to being single like was that frustrating for you? Like, I know you mentioned like your, all of your friends are now like married and had have kids and, and all that. Like, was that tough for you to kind of digest and be like, okay with, or were you like, because like you said, you were good at it. Was it yeah. just like, this is my well, life. I, I, I've heard it before from the other ex that I lived with too. Like he said a similar thing. So there has to be some truth to it, I guess. Like maybe I am good at, I think I'm just good at being independent. I don't think it's like necessarily I'm good at being single. Um, yeah, I, it, I guess like I'm good at, I'm not good at dating, but I get dating. I'm good at going out on dates. I'm good at making small talk. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm a good first dater. Um, I'm, I'm good at those sorts of things. I'm just good at being by myself, occupying my own time. I'm fine with that. I think when I was younger, I was more lonely and it was a lot harder. Uh, but now like, I'm so busy with other things. Like I have just filled my life up so much more with other things that it just doesn't bug me the same way it used to. I think, I think when I was in my twenties, like I just had a lot more of that fear of being alone forever. Like just feeling it. And like, as years go on, I'm going to like, if, cause you know, when girls date, 
one of the issues, problems we do is you go on a first date and you're like, that was an amazing first date. Okay. Here's the timeline. So that was an amazing first date. So if we date for a year, then we're going to move in together and then we'll live with each other for a year and then we'll get engaged. And so then that is going to take a year and then we'll get married and you don't want to have a child every day. And it's a five year plan yep. already because <laughs> women have this time clock. And so there's this whole plan and you've literally been on like one or two dates and you're already like thinking because you're just you're going guys don't think about this I'm 27 by the time this all gets moving I'm going to be 32 or something like that yeah and it's very frustrating that that I find frustrating yeah and I mean I've definitely thought that too about myself like I remember saying my therapist once like look like I'm not I don't feel like I'm desperate to meet someone, but like, yeah, the way I see my life going, like I would want to meet someone like yesterday, date them for X number of years, then get engaged, like then get married and then have kids by the time I'm like this age. And if I don't meet someone yesterday, today or tomorrow, like that's not going to happen. But it's like, that's so on. First of all, it's like, we are doing ourselves a disservice by thinking that way. Second of all, mm-hmm. you could meet somebody and then that timeline could not happen at all. Like I even have friends who like, I have one friend in, who comes to mind who she has been dating somebody for a few years and and they're in love and they have a great healthy relationship and she really wants to move in with him and he's just not ready and he wants to live alone. Like he's had roommates his whole life. He wants to now live alone for a year or two first. And she's like, well, we're not going to get engaged until we live together. So now I guess like, we're going to date for another few years before we get engaged. And like, it's just not the timeline that she had set for herself in her head. But you have to remember that if you're getting into a relationship with someone, like it's not just your timeline, it's their Mm -hmm. timeline too. And Mm -hmm. it's like something that you have to work together on and compromise on. And it's going to change like shit happens in life. Like things come up, work gets busy, somebody gets sick, someone has like family shit to take care of, you end up having a baby before you get married, like things happen, you know. So like Mm -hmm. having that idea in our heads of like, well, this is the timeline I need to have is just setting ourselves up for disappointment. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, 
Vermont grown Sunset Lake CBD. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so funny. Like, cause I had that timeline for so long, <laughs> well, like in the kids one, maybe not that, but still this idea of like marriage or, you know, meeting someone and this and that and moving step by step by step and this timeline. And like I mentioned in my email, like about how COVID kind of obviously through timelines for everyone, for everything out the door. And it, it really was because I was, um, I guess, 38 when it all went down. And I was just like, okay, I'm feeling for these teens that can't graduate school. I'm feeling for these college students who can't go to university, but I'm really feeling for these later 30-year-old women who are suddenly feeling like there's all this pressure. Like, I have no time to waste. Like, and just this idea of even dating apps. Like, do, I remember saying to my friends, some of my male friends, asking them, like, should I start lying about my age? Because um, I don't think I look my age and, or whatever that is supposed to mean. Who, who knows what that means? But um, I don't feel that age. I feel actually way better than I did in my twenties. I'm in way better shape. And I was like, should I like cut a few years off? Cause a lot of men do like, I've met a lot of men who lie about their age and make themselves a couple years younger on the dating apps. And um, so I was asking the guys and a lot of them were actually saying, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I put the dating age range as maybe up to 39 or something like that. And that was frustrating to hear and also scary to hear that, you know, that is the thing. But I've always personally been out of the belief, like, why would I want to look like, I'd rather be like, wow, 40 than, oh, um, you know, yeah, you look like the average 33 year old. Totally. Also, (laughs) I've heard of like my friends getting onto dates with, with a guy. And the first thing they find out is that they lied about their age. And then it's like, wait, like, and and the guys will justify it for the reasons you just explained. But in my eyes, I'm like, I would not feel okay meeting somebody and knowing that like the first thing that I found out about them wasn't true. Yeah, yeah. But I understand exactly. the reason behind it at the same time because of like how like intense and how much the filtering system cuts things off. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think like why not be 40 and have somebody see you and be like, wow, she looks like incredible and like amazing and so much better than everyone else on here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh that's my perspective too, but I don't I I have never actually lied about my age on the apps. I'm just like, I don't want to bother. I just want someone to like know how old I am and be okay with it. And we're cool that way. And if they want to filter that out, that's their own problem. Um, there's even a lot of younger guys that maybe even want someone who's 40, who knows, (laughs) but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Yeah. So with like, yes, you have always been independent and like comfortable on your own and, and all that. But like, what do you think was the main like internal change from like wanting to find somebody and almost feeling like you like needed to find somebody to being like, it'd be nice if I found someone, but if not, like, that's okay too. Yeah. I think like I was talking about COVID there, like that did really, it shook up my whole world. Like my business, um, I'm in the wedding business, which is like kind of ironic. (laughs) Um, but I'm in the wedding business, which is obviously like decimated by COVID. So, um, and I'm in like, um, the beauty end of the wedding business. So it was just like, 
very much affected by COVID and just seeing my whole business be shut down, literally not even allowed to function, even if weddings were happening, which they weren't, because Toronto was really, really strict about things for like quite a long time. So seeing my whole business kind of go down and me kind of coming to terms with that and then just being alone, because like all of my friends in the beginning were just not even they wouldn't even meet up for a walk like everyone was really strict here everyone was keeping it really tight mm. and so it was just me and like my dog thankfully I had my dog he was very helpful like if I didn't have him I literally had no reason to leave my condo for days at a time um and just really coming to terms with that like settling in with like how does this feel like you're spending all this time alone like what do you want to work on I did do you know some of the journaling those sort of things I was like okay I I've always, for the last several years, um, been more into fitness, but really like working on my diet, my fitness. And like, I was like, I just want to feel and look my best as I come up on 40. I want to be like the best version of myself. I want to all these sorts of things. And I was like, okay, what's going to take to do that and focusing on those things. And then with the business coming back now, it's crazy, insane, busy. So just filling your life with just so many things you're going, okay, like, I love this. I'm happy with this. I'm so proud of my business coming back. I'm so proud of where this is. I'm loving the way I look for like, probably like one of the first times in my life and just going like, Oh, I have all of this going for me. Is that really the end of the world? If I don't have like that one small portion, um, I'm fulfilled in just so many other ways. Yeah. One thing I really love about how you said like, okay, like I want to be in great shape and like what do I have to do to like get there and and kind of working on like looking and feeling your best I really love and respect that like you did that for you because I feel like so many times people do that thinking well if I do this then it'll impress this person or if I do this it'll help me attract like the right guy, the right girl, the right person, whatever. If I do this, like I'll have hotter pictures for my dating app profile or I'll walk into a bar and people will like look at me and you did that for you, not for anybody else. And now you feel amazing about it. You feel great because of the, the that decision you made. And I think it's really important for people to remember that you can't just decide to like change the way you look because you think it'll help you get the person, you know, like you think it'll help mm-hmm. you be better at dating. You think it'll help you like have more options. Like Mm-hmm. because ultimately what happens if if you change those things about yourself and that doesn't happen, then you're going to be like, wait, why did I do this? And you didn't have to yeah. ask yourself, like, why did I do this? You got to say like, I feel fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually think it's better. It, I did do, it, it's probably like a chicken and egg scenario kind of thing. So it's probably better. This all came together at like, this age because I am more settled in myself and more confident in myself. Cause I will be honest, a lot of times throughout my twenties and my thirties, I always had it in my head. Oh, this would have worked out with this guy. If I was just like 10 pounds thinner, if I, if my thighs weren't so big, like I, when anytime something didn't work out with a guy, I never considered other reasons. It just always to me was like, Oh, if I had been like just a bit thinner, like he would have been more attracted to me or something like that. And if I had gotten that much thinner or felt that way back then, and then things didn't work out, then I, yeah, I would have kind of 
imploded. It didn't work. I, I, all these things I wanted, it didn't work and it's still not working. And now I'm just like, well, I feel really good. And if it works, it works. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I just, I'm just so much more. The, all the 30 year olds are always telling all the 20 year olds like, Oh, wait till you're in your thirties. Like life gets so much better. And it's so cliche, but it is true. And also when you work in the arts or you kind of would probably also understand this as like self-employment career paths don't follow the same way. So when you work in the arts, you get kind of started in your career later than if you are just went to school and become an engineer or a lawyer or those sorts of things. So I also like for years, almost felt behind other people on career. Cause it was like, still had to have a side job into my twenties, like later twenties, wasn't like fully doing my own thing until later, you know, still struggling, still, you know, doing those odd jobs. And now it's all come together and it's great. And you know, like, yeah, it just, it just gets better. <laughs> and like, don't look at your twenties always as the best. I, I'm just constantly like, yeah, the twenties aren't the best. I don't know. <laughs> They're just yeah. aren't. <laughs> I, I feel like that happens with almost like every stage of life, maybe up until a certain point, but like, yeah. like I remember, I mean, for so long we would hear like, like, Oh, like about like high school being like, yeah, you're yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like you are nothing when you're in middle school, like just wait till you get to yeah. high school. And like, no, like every year sucks until senior year. And then like you run shit. And then it's like, well, like college is the best four years of your life. And then you get out of college yeah. and like, yeah, it's a little rocky figuring out how to like, quote unquote, be an adult. But then <laughs> you like kind of grow into yourself and it's like, Oh, like it's my twenties. Like this is my time. I'm like thriving, whatever. And then while you're in your twenties, you hear people in your, in their thirties saying exactly what you just said. Like, no, like your thirties are so much better. And you're like, are they like, maybe we'll see. I don't know. Like I feel pretty good about my twenties. And then you get to your late twenties and it's like, Oh my God, I didn't know what I was doing when I was like in my early twenties. And I feel like it's not to say that there's like one specific chunk of time that is supposed to be like the best. It's just like we grow and we change so much, especially yeah. in our twenties. Yeah. Like I, I honestly keep saying like, you know, you think about that time of, Oh, you feel like you're getting your better, getting better. Getting, when am I going to plateau and then be on the downward? Cause obviously at some point, I guess there is a downward for people. And I honestly just feel like, no, I'm still going up. Like I haven't plateaued yet. I'm not going down. I, you know, I still feel like I'm going up. Like I feel like I look better. I'm more confident in myself. I feel better. I, I wake up with less pains than I did in my early thirties. Like I don't just because I'm in better shape and eat better or something, taking better care of my body, who knows? But I honestly just feel like I am getting better and I don't know when it's going to change. I did notice some gray hairs recently and that was upsetting, but there, there are ways to cover those. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just a couple. It's just a couple. And many of my friends in their twenties were already dealing with that. So yeah. like the fact that it's just hitting me now is fine, but <laughs> it's not the best thing. I'm not loving it. Totally. One thing I want to just go back to that you said, and I'm, cause I'm really, really glad you gave this, these examples of like when somebody like a guy would end, it with you and you're like oh but if I were 10 pounds skinnier or if my thighs were small or whatever like maybe they would have stuck around longer and like I feel like I know I've had those thoughts before I know so many of my friends have thought that way before and like I promise to anyone listening no guy has ever ended something with a girl because they were 
10 pounds heavier than they wanted them to be or because their arms were bigger than you wanted them to be or whatever it is that you're self-conscious about like they're not paying attention to that that has literally nothing to do with it and there are so many more important things for you to be focusing on and stuff but if that's what you're self-conscious about then you can do what jessica did and say like i don't want to be feeling this way every time and obviously this wasn't your situation but like you could say to yourself like i don't want to be feeling this way when it doesn't go well with somebody that i think it's because of xyz things so like I'm going to take control of XYZ part of my life so that I feel really confident about that so that I know that it's not that thing. So yeah, yeah, just wanted to say that. Um, One thing I'm super curious about how you have navigated this is being on and kind of in a different place than your friends who have gotten married, who have had children. Like how have you maintained those friendships? How have you like under, like understood what they're going through while they understand what you're going through all that? Yeah, it, it's funny because truthfully, um, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that has like uh, a few close girlfriends and, you know, some outsiders, but I have like a couple close girlfriends, more than a giant group of people. And like all three of them that I'm thinking of off the top of my head are all married. Um, one, two of them have children and um, the other one doesn't. And yeah, it is, it does change things, obviously. Um, cause we're just in different places in our life. And the thing that is hard about it is like, I do wish I had people that wanted to get dressed up and go for drinks on the town on Friday night and like sit at that cool bar and have cocktails. And, and like, that's really, unfortunately it's not their scene. Like they are also 40 and they have kids and they have responsibilities. And like, even the one without kids, like we do a lot of brunches. We're big on a brunch, you know, she works, she works in film. She has a lot of long, long hours. I get it. And she's married. And like when she's not working in film, she wants to spend time with her husband and those sorts of things. So it has like, that has been tricky. Um, like I truthfully, I, I'm always looking at like podcasts being like how to make more female friends. I want more female friends that are like my age and single in the city. Cause it is hard. It does like go down. And one thing, like, I know people don't agree with this and it's just happened in my way a lot. I do have a lot of male friends and a lot of them are guys that I have gone on a couple dates with that it didn't work out with. And it's not like we were ever serious or in a committed relationship. Like I've never been friends with someone I had a long-term committed relationship with, but, um, like, yeah, a lot of my, downtown city friends are guys I did go on a couple dates with and it didn't work out and now we're just friends because they are single and they live downtown and like that's how I've met them and the only issue is they are horrible to go out with to try to meet other single people obviously (laughs) (laughs) like that's not happening so there's that problem but like they're fun people to hang with and um that sort of thing Yeah, I mean, look, power to you for being able to turn those situations into friendships. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with doing. And there are some people that are good at it and some people that just aren't. And yeah, I I totally understand where you're coming from and like wanting to find more, like wanting to find more friends. And I hear that a lot. Like, how do I meet other girls who are just like in the same boat as me? And it is tough because there isn't just like a normal way to do it but at the same time if you're like there they are out there 
yeah. and they want to meet you too. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, how, how, like, how does it happen? It, yeah. It's very hard. Cause it's just like, how do you make, you can't make history with someone that you just met right. and to get to that comfort level of just like girls sitting around and chatting and this and that and the other, it's just hard. I don't know. It is difficult. I know lots of other women are struggling with it too. And it's difficult. And I know they've even done on the apps, the different friendship things. Yeah. And I even, I just, it never quite seemed right. I don't know. It's just like judging her. Like, am I looking at her and going like, yeah, like, we look similar. We could go out together. Like, I feel like, right. Like, I'm <laughs> attractive level two. Like, this is a girl I want to get drinks with. I want to have her by my side in a bar. I don't know. It's so like it's almost weird. more complicated than dating. Yeah. 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 Trying to make so, friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay. So, what would you say to your like 20 something year old self if you could just about like, trying to find love and trying to to feel good about where you're at yeah like I think a lot of it would have been um sometimes I feel like the younger generation is doing this better than what my generation did where I feel like they are putting a lot more focus on making a fuller life in general where I feel like 15 years ago it was much more about like just getting into a relationship and settling down and all those sort of things. So I felt a lot more pressure where nowadays you have lots of like 25 or 26 year olds who've never been in a relationship and it's not really that big of a deal where I feel like 15 years ago, that was, there wasn't quite as much of the dating around as, um, there is now. Uh, so I think I just want to like a lot of that idea of, do you like them? Not just, do they like you? Do you like them? Like what is going on here? Cause I think I, it was just a lot more, again, not being as confident in myself, a lot more on the idea of like, do they like me? Do they like me? Not as much of, do I, do I think they're funny? Do am I enjoy our time together? That sort of thing. A lot more just like pleasing of people a lot more just probably the bad idea of, you know, doing the stupid, stupid things of waiting by the phone. Like, oh, they said maybe we'd get together tonight and not making that other plan. And just like sitting there waiting, sometimes like actually done up, waiting for them <laughs> to call or text or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, so you could just go and meet them out. Like I look at that stuff now and I just cringe so hard because it's just like, I've just made myself so much more busy where, I now if someone wants to go on a date with me it's like okay make a date we're making a date like there's got to be a plan and it's not just any of this like wishy-washy oh like let's see maybe no I'm gonna be booked I'm busy like you have a choice between these two nights which one do you want because like I'm just busy and it's just filling your life much more that's just the biggest thing is it's not even just with friends it's just with other things like with like, I'm really proud of my business that I've built and work. And also I think in my twenties, cause I wasn't as settled in my career that led to a lot of insecurity. If you want to date someone who's more settled in their career, you feel like you're not on the same like level and it just doesn't feel right. Like, again, you feel like you're just slightly inferior to them and you don't want to feel that way when you're dating someone, you want to feel like you're on the same level. And nowadays because I feel confident and successful in what I'm doing. I just like, when I go out there, I'm just very much like, Hey, here, here's me. 
here's who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm about. Do you like it? If you don't, that's cool. I'll find someone else who does. Where back then it was just more, do you like me? I hope you like me. Oh, is this good enough? It's that kind of feeling. Yeah. It's more of like, because of the pressure to find someone, you don't stop to think like, is this somebody you want? All it, all the that's going through your head is like, well, do they want me? Do they like me? Am I good enough for them? And you know, like, you want to be good enough for yourself and you want to find somebody that you're like, yeah, like I really like this person because of who they are, not because of the fact that they like me and accept me for who I am. Because I think once you accept yourself more and really start to like feel confident about yourself, that's when that shift happens. Yeah. And like, I will be honest, like, obviously, if I was dead set on getting married and those sorts of things, I could have made it happen. I could have met someone and married them. So it wasn't like I was that desperate to get married because, like, I've met those girls. I know them. I've probably worked on their weddings. I don't know where it's like, it's obvious that they just, they had this timeline and you can see it and they want to get married and this is the person they're with and this is going to be the person because this is who they've been with for three years. So... They're not getting back out there and starting over again. This is it, you know, that sort of thing. And I didn't feel that pressure, at least. Like, I I never felt so much pressure to get married where I didn't think about, like, well, I don't want to get divorced. It's just that awful feeling. And, yeah, I never felt that much pressure to be in a relationship that I forced something that didn't need to be there or anything like that. But I think the times when I pushed myself more to be in a relationship was when I felt less confident in myself. That's one thing that's very different from men. Men don't get into a relationship until they feel settled, until they feel like their career is on track, until they feel like they have an apartment that they're proud enough about. Like everything needs to be in place. And then they're like, okay, now I'll date and I'll be in a relationship with girls. Women, I do feel we still sometimes use the relationship as a point to fulfill us. Like our career isn't quite where we want it to be. Oh, we don't quite have the apartment or condo that we want yet. But if we get this relationship, everything will feel a bit better. And maybe we'll move into their condo and it'll be better. And maybe this will happen. And like, I wish we dated more like men in that mindset. I feel the younger generation is getting better better at it. But I feel, yeah, I wish we put our priorities more in check. But I think it's a lot to do with the biological clock that we don't always. Yeah. No, you're totally right. It's a lot of like, well, things aren't going exactly the way I want. But if I have this person, then yeah, it'll solve everything or like, then I'll I'll have that. And that's the most important thing or like, it'll make all my other problems less of a problem. And that's just not true. And like, I like how you called out that like, if you really so badly wanted to get married, you could have gotten married. I think that's something I kind of try and remind my friends who want to be in a relationship so badly. I'm like, if you just want a boyfriend, you can find a boyfriend. If that's what will make you happy, you can find that you could have had one this whole time. But that's not going to be somebody who lights you up who make who like, is really the right type of person for you or like your right partner, you know, it's just going to be somebody that you're saying, like, they're good enough, or like, they're fine. But that's not right. Yeah, like I have never felt more like miserable and frustrated than I did in a certain relationship where I was just so unhappy with that person. Like that impacted everything. And then like when finally ended it and was on my own, I literally noticed myself like 
walking down the street with a smile. And I normally have resting bitch face. It was like, I was just happy. Like I was literally just walking, like felt it like radiating off me and just, yeah. So it's definitely not going to fill that hole. That's for sure. It's just going to make everything much more worse. Cause you'll just see other people in happy relationships and be like, I wish I was like, why isn't it like that? I wish it was like that. Yeah. You know, exactly. um, like, I, I think I heard this, like, uh, I think it was like a song lyric or something. And it said, um, I'm not lonely. I'm just alone. And I like that, you know, <laughs> I'm not lonely. Like just because I live by myself and everything doesn't mean I'm lonely. I still have a lot of other things happening. Yeah. And, and it works in the opposite direction too. You could be not alone and feel lonely. Yeah. You yeah. could be, you could feel so lonely living with like your significant other living with your husband, your wife, your partner, but they don't fulfill you. Like they don't fill up your cup. They aren't the right person for you. And you don't want to feel that way either. Yeah. Nothing actually probably feels more lonely than being with the wrong person. Um, so is that, yeah, I can't even imagine that one. That would just, yeah, feel awful. Exactly. Is there anything that you wanted to mention or talk about that I have not asked about? Um, no, we've covered a lot, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want women to just stop beating themselves up so much and stop worrying so much about being 35 or being 36 or being even 30 and just live in the moment a bit more. It's so funny that I'm now 40 and living in the moment where when I was in my thirties, I was always looking ahead at like what was in the future, what was in the future. And now like, I, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. I wish I would have felt this way 10 years ago. Like if anything, you know, like, but again, that's living in the past kind of, but yeah, I just appreciate what you have around you right now. Stop trying to focus on the future. It's going to happen one way or another. Just build up your life as much as you can right now and make it like the happiest, most complete life you can right now. And better things will come. Like it will. And, and even if marriage doesn't come, you're, you're going to be fine. It's, it's not the end of the world. You're still going to like do great things. It's one thing. It's not the most important thing. Absolutely. The most important thing is loving yourself and loving the life that you've created for yourself and the people that you do have in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you so, so much for being here, Jessica. I have really enjoyed our conversation and I am so excited for this to just be out there for the seeing other people, listeners to hear, because I think it's something that we constantly need to remind ourselves about and, and be talking about this, like also with our friends, you know, rather than just talking about needing to find someone like we need to be having conversations like this at the brunch table or in the group chat of like, yeah, like I am loving this new thing I started doing at work or like, oh my God, like I'm so happy with this apartment and, or this condo that I just got, or this like new thing I'm doing. And it's like fulfilling me so much rather than just like talking about dating or talking about Mm -hmm. not having that person. And so I just, I really appreciate you being here and being open to talking about all of this and to everyone who listened, thank you so much. Definitely, definitely send this to your group chat, send this to a friend, a coworker, a cousin, anyone who you think would benefit from hearing it. Don't forget to share it on your Instagram story. If you loved it, give a five-star rating and review, and we will see you next time.
Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!